0: Welcome to That's What I Call Marketing, the podcast where you'll hear from the leading lights in the marketing world and listen to their unique insights. Well, the Super Bowl is done and the Chiefs have won. And today, Taylor Swift joins me to give a rundown of the ads. She doesn't. But the ads have aired and with time to reflect, we're going to take a look at the ads we saw this year. Now, personally, I laughed a lot at this year's crop of ads. It feels like we've moved out of the earnest, slightly vanilla work of previous years to work that entertains. And according to Calhoun Northwestern University, they're saying it's a great year for advertising. We saw very few brands miss the mark. Now, I've seen other comments online today. For example, System One saying there are more uh, one-star ads than ever before. So it seems to be a bit of a mixed bag, but you know what, making a Super Bowl ad is hard. and We're not here to shoot down anyone's work Uh, And we know what we like and what an audience likes are often wildly different. That's why this is such a wonderful business. So we're here to celebrate the brilliance of the creative teams and brands that took the step to advertise this year. So well done to everybody involved. This conversation is just that. It's a conversation about ads amongst people who love ads. And we're talking about the things that we like and the things that we like a bit less. So I brought together an amazing panel of experts who are going to join me in reviewing the ads. First up, I have Kerry Martin. She's CMO of Goosebumps Brand Advisors and has previously held senior roles at Melt, BBDO, VW, BMW and Harley-Davidson. Next up, I have Dave Horton and Matt Woodhams-Roberts. They are the ECDs and partners of Special USA, and yes, they are the guys who worked on the Uber Eats ad, so definitely we are going to be talking about that today. Now, before we get into today's episode and word from our sponsor, I just wanted to take a moment to recognise and dedicate today's episode to John Trainer, who passed away far too soon earlier this month. John was the founder and CEO of Onside and was a highly respected figure in the international sponsorship community, helping elevate the discipline of sponsorship and marketing. John was being described as the definition of a gentleman with one of the sharpest minds. And we thought this would be a fitting episode to dedicate to your memory, John.
1: Today's show is supported by The Indie List, the leader in providing you with easy access to hundreds of highly experienced marketers quickly and cost effectively. Visit TheIndieList.ie to speak to the Indie List team today.
0: If you would like to reach an engaged community of marketing leaders, get in touch with That's What I Call Marketing to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Thanks so much for joining me on That's What I Call Marketing. Um, Really appreciate you all taking the time to join me today. I do want to start by just asking you a bit about your Super Bowl Sunday, what you did. Carrie, I know you're a huge football fan, but your teams weren't in Super Bowl Sunday. Can you tell me about what you did, where you were?
1: Yeah, so I was recovering from a terrible cold that's going around. So I was in my pajamas snuggling with a newly adopted dog. <laughs> um, no skin, you know, either betting or passion for one of the teams. Uh Or the other, but I guess it came down for me, like which team I liked less or more or less, you know, (laughs) my husband's a Raiders fan. And so he hates the Chiefs and the Niners kicked the Packers out of, you know, contention for Super Bowl runs a couple of times. So they were the ones that I didn't want to win. So there you go. Uh, So. It was, uh, and I'm in Austin, Texas. So we had lots of things smoking in the backyard. Ugh. That was that was it.
0: And people over, were there people over with you? Like, was it, a, I always have this vision of gangs of people, but then, you know.
1: No, I mean, so usually I think we just had such an active holiday season. My husband and I looked at each other and said, you know, no, we're still have a holiday hangover. Um, and uh, I do have to note though, that I did um, get real authentic wisconsin cheese curds and made those up as well as homage to my packers so uh, if you've never had a deep fried wisconsin cheese curd it's must be top on your list (laughs)
0: okay i've never heard of it so when you come to dublin bring some over
1: yeah it sounds good (laughs) uh
0: dave how about you what was your super bowl sunday
2: uh, I was at a, a friend's house, so there there were quite a few people around. Um, I there were there were actually a lot of kids as well, and a lot of a lot of girls who were very into the Chiefs and very up for supporting um, Taylor Swift. And so that was, was she a, playing. <laughs> <laughs> According funny. to them, she definitely was. Um, was it so? It was a really funny kind of like kids versus adults sort of energy. Um, I would say the house was pretty split half kind of 49ers half Kansas city. I don't think anyone rooting too hard for either side, except for the, uh, the Swifties, uh, going full force. Um, but it was also a house full of, uh, I think I was there, there were, it was me and one other person who works in advertising. So it's, it's, it's always a really fun thing to kind of watch it with people who have no sort of proximity to the industry and
0: like, see how they actually
2: react to ads. And, and, uh, that was, yeah, it was super fun.
3: I definitely want to get
0: into that. Matt, how about you? What were you doing?
3: I was at a, uh, fairly crowded, but not too full outdoor bar with random people who I I didn't know. So it was kind of nice to be in in public with, uh, with, uh, you know, see some honest reactions. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, I I wouldn't say young, but older Taylor Swift fans. Um, who were more aggressively cheering for the game than, than any of the sports fans in the <laughs> really? that was a, an interesting kind of addition to the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I grew up in the Bay area. So I was uh, obviously cheering for the 49ers, uh, nothing against Taylor Swift. And I don't want to get into that, but uh, <laughs> it was a, I, I, I was heavily invested in the game and in the commercials having, uh, you know, obviously a commercial ourselves in in the game. So it was, yeah. uh, it was sort of a it, it was it 's a nice experience when you can have like your team and your commercials all in one event and get kind of out in public with a bunch of uh, other kinds of people around you with with mm. their different views too so um, that, it was a lovely view experience in Los Angeles outside uh fairly sunny and mild for a winter day yeah
0: yeah I'm jealous. i 'm jealous I spent a couple of summers in San Francisco um, so I was probably Rooting for the 14 hours, but obviously very late here. So we recorded it, and myself and my son were going to watch it the next morning. And I, at breakfast, I saw him and I was like, "You don't know the result, do you?" He's like, "He's 10 and he goes, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't." And then my wife walked in and she goes, "Oh, I do. The Chiefs won." Oh, we <laughs> were about to watch it.
2: Uh, <laughs> no horror. idea. Five quarters
1: to get so, to that.
2: It was such a good game. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, apparently but sadly anyway, we didn't. I'd so love to it, it, the, the experience of watching it and Carrie, you were at home with your husband and you were kind of seeing it as, you know, because again, I watched all the ads online, which is a totally false mm. experience, right? So what like when you watched it as the game unfolded, what were kind of some of the ads that kind of stood out for you that you kind of got oh, that's that really caught my attention? Yeah. Well, I'm
1: just gonna start out with the one that like so I I'm always curious, you know, my husband's taken a very active um, interest in advertising and marketing since we've been together. He's in construction. So like we (laughs) couldn't be like in two different sort of worlds and whatever ad it was with the mullets, the guys with the mullets. I mean, Kawasaki. Oh, Kawasaki. Kawasaki. (laughs) And you know, irony, I used to work at Harley Davidson and BMW motorcycles. So I was like, why do you like that ad? He's like, oh, just anything with mullets is funny. And I'm like, okay, yeah. okay interesting. Very guy, dude, you know, approach, I get it. Um, so I will tell you the one ad that I was really looking forward to in the ass, I did watch it beforehand, but I wanted to see it in situ with, I used to be the CMO at Volkswagen and to see their nostalgia ad that was celebrated their 75 years of being in America. And, you know, I mean, it was a very like rip style, you know, nostalgia ad type of thing, you know. Um, for me, I just like, there was no like story idea, like, you know, creative surprise that I'm used to with mm. Volkswagen, like, which really was like the essence of, a Volkswagen, but I mean, it was a beautiful ad. I think the thing that was interesting though, was that there were no American auto manufacturers. So that was like a big, that not one um US-based auto manufacturer advertised this year. So they were all foreign.
0: Oh, right. That's it's, a good point. I never, I didn't pick really, up on that.
1: You know, really interesting to me. Um, I mean, I think, I think overall, what I'm just going to say is like, my hair wasn't blowing back and like, I went like, oh my God, I wish I would have done that. Like I got like massive goosebumps about like anything this year, you know? Um, And that's usually sort of my yardstick. Like if I wish I would have done that, like that, you know, wins the day. Um, I mean, I think for me, some of the things that I got excited about, first of all, it was pregame, but it was the YouTube birds flying south ad. Like, I think there's an underestimating um, of, like, what pregame could possibly be going forward. Mm. Um, Like, do you have to be in the game? Um, So that was really interesting. And then I loved the Google um, Pixel phone guided frame ad. Like, I just thought, wow, that was, like, a really, like, a, a good story well told for me.
0: And I, with that one, I sorry, could, I, I saw that one as well, and I thought like sometimes it's really, really hard to get a product central to an ad without it, you know, you know, being forced. And, and I thought that like mm-hmm. it was clearly obviously central to the whole piece. So I thought like Google, they did. I thought they did it quite well, and I, I didn't know that was a product feature because you know sometimes like anything this product feature can tend to be really boring. <laughs> like we do a lot, mm-hmm. still on b2b where it's like we have a lot of products we need to and features we need to tell people about it so yeah i thought that was a nice piece of work
1: it was, it was beautiful yeah beautifully done and many others but i'll, I'll think Same of them that. as we go i have my notes
2: the uh the google one and just watching it with people again who were not in advertising the uh that was one of the few that played that everybody got quiet i think just because of the right. the visual like the the, the visual difference like Hmm. Seeing something on the Super Bowl that is that visually sort of interesting and isn't just big explosions and CG or, or kind of kind of right. the Super Bowl app but but to see a blurry screen for most of the time that it's up, like everybody got quiet, and then the storytelling of just kind of being two faces in frame, two faces in frame, two faces in frame. Again, the simplicity, like it's the simplicity of that that allows people who are not really paying attention but kind of paying attention yeah. to really get on board, and then and then when it got to the kind of punchline of three faces in frame, I, that one, that one sort of silenced the room in a way that most other ads didn't work. I was watching it. Actually,
3: I actually think two of those ads that you called out both VW and Google, it, in a word, it seemed like this year, there was a lot of very big, very humorous kind of productions. Mm. Like people are going big and, and kind of going for the laugh and going for like, you know, the silly.
1: Celeb. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and, celebrity. I think it, you know.
3: VW and Google both stood out really well because they were a bit more on the, I mean, not fully emotional, but they were, there's a sincerity to it Mm -hmm. that came through and broke through. And I don't know that I think maybe last year there was, there was more in that tone. And this year, I think people Mm -hmm. were a little bit more big and humorous and it did help them stand out. So they they were clear Mm -hmm. kind of stoppers, which they were nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and in the in the outside bar in the beautiful LA sunshine, Matt, which were the ones that kind of you notice people are observed, people kind of go, "No, that's
3: interesting." <laughs> well, I think there's the easy crowd pleasers, uh, talking like walking. Um, I think was like played really well, just because it yeah. it, it, it's just. I think that's one that anyone can imagine the voice in their head and try to do it themselves. So it's almost engaging in that way like you could jump right in and, and try and do a walk and impression so i think that you know that that's just an easy crowd pleaser And similarly i think the uh the state farm with arnold schwarzenegger with the hmm. good neighbor it, it it's something that's it's simple and 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 easy to repeat and i think you can kind of play along with that and i thought those played very well yeah a, a somewhat uh well lubricated uh crowd at the bar
2: <laughs> who has to, to get people to do their own impression <laughs>
3: yeah right? yeah
0: uh, did pizza hut do the did, did, were people repeating the pizza hut as well because I, I was like oh god that's
3: new <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the other one that it seemed to like people seem quite into cheering for were just uh, uh the the religious ads and It was, I think, in in a different way, just kind of jumping into like, oh, that one's for God. <laughs> it, it became a bit of a game. Like, is this one going to be for He gets us or uh, for psychology or where Or Timu? We? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh God, yeah, Timu definitely wins the most annoying like award on my.
0: Wow, how many spots do they buy?
1: We
2: were trying to figure out if that was a regional thing or if they actually bought that many Super Bowl ads and just ran the same thing over and over again. I don't know if you guys saw four Timu ads that were exactly the same thing. But well, we I
0: read did. that I read that they did. I read that that's, they bought four of the same spots.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely... That was a really interesting strategy to get people yeah. to talk about it. because the first time I played, nobody talked about it. The second time, people were like... They just, and by the, by the fourth time, everyone was like, I'm going to check out what Timu is. What is this, like thing that, 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 they, that they keep running
0: okay yeah. so
1: sorry they, is... what they lacked in production value they invested in media yeah <laughs>
0: sure. it's like 30 million to buy the spots you know 30 grand on making it <laughs> yeah. it was like uh it's timu big there because like it's pretty huge here like it's very popular here i, I don't
2: buy I'm gonna. I, I don't. I'd never heard a team movie before. Yeah. Personally, I was sitting next to a woman who was like, "I always thought that was a scam, but they could buy that many Super Bowl spots. Maybe it's not." So, like,
3: seem yeah. reassuring <laughs> to her that <laughs> it's a legitimizer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But my, it,
1: it's, it's not so. Speaking just... so, it's definitely aimed at women. So you know, you guys aren't the audience um, yeah. <laughs> per se, um, but I will say that there's it's. It's really kind of a weird like it's a Chinese company and so there's a lot of people who are kind of like you know they're looking finding mining my data they're going to know everything about me kind of like the TikTok you know type of you mm-hmm. know paranoia mm-hmm. um if you will um so I mean I have bought a few things on Temu just to test it out cuz I was really curious but they're not on like my high online shopping list by any means <laughs> I mean it's just right. It's shockingly cheap. Yeah. Like weird stuff, you know, and like so that's kind of their shock and awe volume, you know, is is that.
0: Yeah. It's like my daughter bought my wife eyelashes for her car as a joke Christmas present. And I think they cost like two euros. And like
1: yeah. but,
0: you know, you're like, none of this makes any sense. It's like, you know, sustainability, yeah. like like none of us. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> <Like, laughs>
0: And you mentioned kind of, I guess, themes, like, you know, it it did feel to me this year that it was, you know, more about entertain, lightness, humor, uh, having enjoyment. Because I think we went through a couple of years where it was a bit more earnest and serious you know definitely coming out of covid it was like oh, it was all mm-hmm. pretty vanilla-y i think you know for a long period um is that a, do you think that's a good thing were you guys happy to see kind of that enjoyment and entertainment come back or do you feel I if love- everyone goes that way it's it's a it's a challenge
2: no i love that i love that i love that companies were taking big swings in entertainment again that it feels like because the, the thing that the thing that people love about watching ads on super bowl is that companies get outside of their comfort zone and they swing for the fences and they, they don't feel like the mm-hmm. ads that you always see and i think the last couple of years uh the super bowl has lost a bit of that a bit of that uh, crowd-pleasing sort of nature and everyone's they, when they just feel like kind of responsible or somber or normal ads i mean definitely the tearjerkers have their have their place but but for companies to take huge swings at entertainment like that's the thing that makes it the event. And I think you kind of need that uh for people to look forward to it for them to want to talk about it um so yeah. i i was I was really glad to see see kind of the big swings again
0: yeah.
1: yeah yeah i I think celebrity like was a big big theme like I don't remember so many celebrities. I think they were like you know not only were they at they they at the game but they were you know all the same ones were in the ads. The one ad that I thought was really, and this is a category that rarely advertises on the Super Bowl, really was the Popeyes ad. Popeyes finally has wings. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was like, that was well done with a celebrity, got the point across, you know, um, and that's restaurant category, either quick service, you know, generally doesn't do very good stuff. So... So um, I did not did get it?
0: that ad at all. I didn't understand that uh, at all. Now, so uh-huh. I was like, am I missing something? Did did this guy like the actor I recognized him, but I didn't I couldn't place him? And I was like, is there a joke about him as an actor? Or have I just oh, you, was uh, I reading too much into it? I was totally lost.
1: So he was frozen in time, like chirogenics. and so they finally thought him out and all these things okay. had changed over time, right? I was, but I was like, definitely
2: overthinking it.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I definitely,
2: thought for, I definitely thought for that joke, it would have been good to pick somebody who was sort of frozen in our collective memories from, like, we hadn't seen them in, oh. you know, a couple of decades or something. Like, oh, I, thought that, I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity with casting. I mean, I, I agree. I thought that. I thought the. I thought the idea was really funny. The idea of like, we live in a better world now, and and kind of bringing that to life in an entertaining way. I just thought it would have been nice to see them choose somebody who was like, oh yeah, that person, where the hell have they been? Mr.
0: Like, T, he was in another ad. The, the yeah, was, yeah, everyone was like, oh, he's still <laughs> alive,
3: great. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I also felt like that as well. I was like, oh, good to see yeah. Mr. T." <laughs>
3: um, I agree with the, the theme of celebrity was kind of, I mean, obviously Super Bowl, it always comes with its celebrities, but it seemed like celebrity was uh mm. even more potent and powerful this year what was nice was the use of celebrity I think people are, aren't just putting mm. celebrities in their commercials they're actually doing some really creative stuff around it and yeah like uh Michael Sarah for Sarah V I thought oh. was just really hilarious and and uh that that one played pretty well too uh with with everyone and you know just a it didn't feel like just a spokesperson I mean there's a joke in there yeah. it's tied right to the brand. Uh, doing nothing but talking about the brand the whole way through. And, and, and it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a
1: social forward. So I think there was an interesting theme there was that that was like a social forward campaign first. Right. And then it backed it up with a commercial. I think we'll start to see more of that, but like, you know, I mean, uh, Arnold was another kind of one, I mean, a little bit more of a teaser. And I think that, you know, that
3: whole theme of teasers is interesting. Well, I mean, the, the Super Bowl is not just a Super Bowl broadcast anymore. We're, when we're mm-hmm. talking commercials for Super Bowl commercials, it's an entire ecosystem, and it has to work on, right. all, sides, on all sides at the same time. And it's, you know, it, it it's the teaser week into the pre-release week. that's social content, the conversations, the you know how it's released and who, where, how the PR plays off of all the different elements. And then for a lot of brands is ongoing too. It doesn't just stop, right. stop there. I mean, for, for us, we, we certainly work on that. You're not creating one big spot, you're creating 20, 20 commercials that will roll out over social and broadcast yeah. for the next six months. And I think having that all work together and mm-hmm. be more than one hit, have it be kind of a full 360 campaign, I think is uh, where you win. Um,
1: for sure.
0: And that's one of the things certainly over, like certainly here, we won't see. And it was a question I was going to ask is, are we seeing, like, is there more of that where it's not just like a a one-off, you know, millions and millions and millions, you know, one out. it did feel like there was more to them. And then even maybe tied to that was some level of consistency in some of the brands that were reusing celebrities they've used before. So like the scrubs yeah. in T-Mobile, um... Obviously, the Dunkin' Donuts with Ben Affleck, you know, and that felt <clears throat> interesting to me. Is that like you're you kind of now saying, well, how can we be consistent even by creating a new piece of work that's going to cost a lot of money?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you've definitely seen seen some some brands. You either kind of take one road or the other, right? Some brands <laughs> definitely choose to like, how can we build equity in in, in the like with like you're seeing with Ben Affleck um or t-mobile and then other brands once you've used one celebrity you're never going back to that wall again you always want to surprise people and keep it keep it keep it going i think that's just a kind of creative choice that that is made brand to brand i don't know if that's ultimately going to be a trend because there are such strong feelings on both sides of that argument um but the t-mobile thing i will say the first time they did that i thought it was one of the worst ads i had ever seen in the super bowl and my wife, it was one of my wife's favorite ads she had ever seen in the Super Bowl. And I, and, oh. and like, it really made me kind of look at it through a different lens. And, 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 and I think them continuing on with it, people loved that. And it, yeah. that was another one that played really well um, at the, you know, at the party that I was at. Like, people, people really liked it and, and, and stopped and, and watched that one as
3: well. I think because they knew what to expect and they knew they liked it from before. And, and, mm another brand that did well on building on on their mountain was uh paramount plus and kind of like continuing on and getting funnier and funnier each year and and just here uh was was a great one i mean it's interesting it it was it's it's hard to tell who saw what length of commercials in different streams Mm -hmm. um where it played for me it was only a 30 second spot where online it's obviously there was a 90 there's a 60 there's Uh, you know, the extended content. It was Mm -hmm. really, um, but they, they've done a great job of kind of building on that equity too.
1: Well, I think we bring up an interesting, the beer category, something we haven't talked about. And I think it's really like, I used to always really look forward to beer commercials. You know, I thought there was always that opportunity for levity and freshness and it was, um, and I, for me anyway, I just felt like this year it was like a snooze category kind of all together. And
3: it was. There's usually know. a good old fashioned beer war going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was great, like, actually. Was that
0: last year, the beer war? Like, there was actually, was yeah, there not like two brands?
2: But I think generally speaking, you always kind of like, oh, I liked this beer ad or I liked this beer ad. Like, <laughs> okay. it was such a thing. Like, you would look forward to kind of like the, how outlandish they would get, like, how crazy. <laughs> the Beer ads would get, yeah, I agree. Like beer and cars were kind of the the, the American staples for a long time.
3: Um, yeah, those quiet categories. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it, you know, I think this brings up like the Clydesdales, right? We're always like something you really looked forward to. Like, what's the twist this year? And this this year, I was kind of like, they just threw it in. I think <laughs> it didn't feel like it was as thought well thought out as it had been in years past, for sure, for me.
3: Yeah. I'm always a sucker for Clydesdales and puppies. I and mean, you put Clydesdales. <laughs> no! It works every time, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, big and beautiful. But yeah, I think uh, that you kind of, you miss that kind of one, one-upsmanship uh, where the brands are sort yeah. of really trying to compete. And it was noticeable this year. It was a little quieter.
0: Any insight into why that? Because I was going to ask about kind of missing advertisers, and you know, I hadn't spotted that the U.S. car manufacturers is that a a signal of kind of the the, the state of the industry, or or any thoughts of why that they may not have been advertising kind of beer? And uh, there was a few beer ads, but nothing, you know, of note.
2: Yeah, I mean, I go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say I have no idea why. I think
2: you always see kind of trends of kind of, of industries sort of swelling and shrinking depending on the year. I mean, crypto was obviously huge for a year or two and then <laughs> there's no crypto there's this. No more crypto <laughs> <laughs> anymore. So like, I think it's just sort of ebbs and flows of of that. I don't know why I don't know why the beer beer manufacturers would be shying away from the Super Bowl or or what the reason for that would be uh, really. Yeah, um, it is a shame. It is a shame, though. I'd love to see them come back.
3: And Mikaela Ultra with a Messi, and... yeah. Well, so that There's was in deal. So that's that's kind of
0: seems to have rated highly. Like in all the stuff yeah. I've I've looked at, people are like they love that ad. Now again, I'm you know, I didn't get to make that ad, but I was like, it's Messi on a beach kicking a football, and I like a week previously I'd seen Messi kicking a ball against a wall for an ad for Saudi. Like I felt like. Is there
3: that's, what can... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Messi does. I mean, it did feel like a classic, uh, kind of you know '90s 1990s commercial, where it's just like you, you get your athlete and they do some cool moves on a beach and kick the ball across the, the water to the to the boat. <laughs> yeah, but you know it. That formula does work, and uh, I think Messi uh, having his moment in America and then bringing that mm. to the Super Bowl was obviously. Uh, they, a huge win for that man and Messi is, is certainly popular as ever but yeah that's what he does he 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 kicks the ball dribbles the ball <laughs> I mean brilliantly <laughs> worked with Messi before is pretty much what he does <laughs> yeah that's funny
0: yeah he's um, a ta- talented guy of course of course one of the wow. things I, I thought about this year as well I felt that maybe like music was, was missing because music can play such an incredibly strong role in ads. And as I watched them through, I wasn't kind of going, I don't think there's any really strong, you know, ads that were really relying on the music Bar the Beyonce ad. I don't know who she was advertising for, but it definitely was a Beyonce ad. Um, I can't remember what brand it was, uh, but I didn't feel Horizon. like it was kind of Verizon. There, Verizon. there you go.
1: Verizon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Yeah, did you spot that at all, or were you kind of? I suppose if you're entertaining. Where does the music fit in? I guess it's trying to get the balance right, not trying to throw too much at it.
3: I think that has something to do with big, in big, humorous uh, productions. Don't don't need to rely on uh, music mm. to drive it as much. When you get into things that are more visual and emotional, uh, musical tracks yeah. you know, take take the front stage. um I don't yeah. know if that's the reason, but I do think that we you know you get you get uh arnold schwarzenegger saying dialogue through a whole thing you're not gonna go too crazy on the on the music there
1: yeah yeah i mean and back to the volkswagen spot like you know that was huge i i love neil diamond i love me some neil diamond so that was uh i mean that spot really actually relied on that music track big time otherwise it was a ripomatic.
3: And what was it uh, with the "He Gets Us" that was an excess song, right?
1: Today's show is brought to you by the Indie List CMO Collective. This service from the Indie List provides you with access to a curated range of highly experienced and talented senior marketing specialists. Visit theindielist.ie to find out
3: more.
0: I did want to talk a bit about cast, and so we've talked a bit about the role of celebrities. And I think you know certainly you're probably guaranteed in some ways like a good performance from celebrities i mean you you know look at like michael cera i think like incredible comedic performance really Mm -hmm. really good but then in some of the ads where the supporting cast were incredibly well cast so like the pringles ad i thought the Mm -hmm. star of that ad was the girl in the shop i thought she i thought she was brilliant i thought she just (laughs) was amazing
3: it was definitely the humor, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved at the end. But, like, it's so, like, it's it's incredibly hard to, to kind of, you're putting so much money in this, like, the, the casting. Do you think that's not a, a only reason why, but, like, working with celebrities that are actors, there's a known entity there, even though it costs a lot more money, but, like, that, you know, that kind of certainty that you're going to get a good performance.
2: I've... Partially, but I think, I think that's more about tapping into their fan base. Like a lot, a lot of it is like, how do you, how do, how do you not only kind of create an ad that's great, but create an ad that, that, you know, people will, fans will want to see because it, it, it celebrates the thing that those people love about that celebrity. Like, how do you, how do you kind of tap in on the social side to their fan base and Mm -hmm. have them kind of want to share, want to share the thing that you've created? Like, that's a huge part of, of choosing which celebrity which fan base to activate like all of the kind of tea, like that mm-hmm. that lead up to the super bowl ad uh, generating kind of momentum for what you're doing those choices um, matter quite a lot it's just it's not just kind of who's going to be the funniest person in your ad but but it's going to be how is it going to play within culture and and spread
1: and i still think you need a great idea yeah i mean obviously. you need a good story like you can have all the celebrities in the world And a shitty idea, and it just doesn't matter,
3: you know. You need need the great idea. I think there is beyond beyond the sort of uh, media channels that these celebrities are and their fan bases that they come with, which is huge. I think they also are can be a shortcut to uh, Mm. to to expressing your idea. Obviously, Michael Sarah comes on; you kind of know it's already going to be humorous. Aubrey Plaza comes on, and she's like, she obviously. Mm-hmm. Is is somebody known for her sort of deadpan delivery? So having yeah. a blast, you got you got the tension built in. These are, it's it is a shortcut to storytelling. So when you are looking for a, a good story well told, uh, they they're sort of uh executional devices that uh that help get you there and get to a bigger audience quickly. When you only have thirty seconds for yeah. whatever it is, seven million dollars, uh, you want it to count. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh... And actually, then it's interesting that when you see a celeb in more than one ad, like, I don't know, I, I, as a, if that was me as a brand owner, I would be, I remember that happened this side of the world at a Christmas ad, there was a, a a retailer and then an alcohol brand and the celebrity was in both ads and neither knew, neither knew that the celebrity was in each other's ad and they were not happy.
3: So yeah, that's not a that's not a a good thing.
2: That's. Usually, you know, usually you will be told by, you know, the the manager, somebody, somebody's going to let you know that they're, that they're in another ad. Like we had, we had Usher appear in our ad. We knew that, that he was also going to be in a BMW ad. We also knew that theirs played before halftime and ours was coming right after halftime. So we were kind of playing with that, with that, that dynamic, but we went in knowing, and I think it's, it's pretty important that, that you know those things.
3: And both BMW and Uber Eats, were using usher very contextually in it, yeah. making sure that joke played off the moment, so that that felt okay. You know, we we're yeah. very aware and very okay with that.
0: Yeah, it's very it's an interesting thing to kind of like. I think that, that yeah, to, to know is is important, right? You'd expect that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, look, we we've moved into talking a little bit about uh, the Uber Eats ad, and certainly from the teaser perspective and and the the. The kind of the the pre-Super Bowl it was the one that seemed to create an incredible amount of buzz and particularly around obviously David Victoria Beckham you've that moment that came from the Netflix documentary that was really fresh but and I've read a bit about this because obviously the brief for you guys came in last year sometime right probably not soon after the last Super Bowl and that hadn't happened so how I'd love to hear kind of the story about kind of the making of the ad and kind of how that came about.
3: Well, I, I mean, I think that, that goes to Kerry's point of you need a good idea, uh, as a base and to back up to the very beginnings, we started working on it, uh, early last summer, um, going for kind of the big ideas, like getting to a core big idea and then, and then from that, getting to scripts and from scripts, getting to dialing in j- different jokes and testing the waters with in In this formula there there's it was a bit of a vignette kind of let's show multiple examples so we could we could talk about different people being in it and what kinds of archetypes we would play with and what kind of like different fan bases those celebrities would come with, so you're kind of speaking a little bit of something for everybody and once that's sort of there, as you get closer and closer to production, we always try and get things i mean for us we needed <clears throat> we needed to play off collective memory, so we wanted. We wanted things that were very, very relevant to either nostalgia or were something very, you know, very much in the zeitgeist of culture at the moment. So, mm-hmm. we find, kind of finding a bit of both, and that's where we did land on, you know, Jennifer Aniston and, and, and David Schwimmer, uh, kind of bringing in sort of the the whole Friends idea and in, in a bit of a forgetful moment there of obviously something that should not have been forgotten. <laughs> but it allows for room like the Beckham's documentary where you're sitting there, what looking at. These, you know, this great couple with a tremendous chemistry and everyone's eating up that documentary and we, we, we were already discussing using them. And then once they kind of came on board and then that meme started going at that moment and we are like, well, this would make a tremendous little script in and of itself. And so we had the big idea and then you're able to kind of let let culture help decide like what might hit and be extra potent uh, for a teaser.
0: What was that conversation like with, with them, <laughs> you know, uh, bringing that to them? Like were they, look, obviously they were open to it because it happened. But, you know, how are you bringing those ideas to them?
2: I mean, they have they a great sense of humor and they were, they, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a conversation. They got it immediately and were, and were up for it. And they were just like, I mean even even when it came to shooting it they were sort of like you know pretty pretty specific around like what you know how how much of his face is going to be peeking out of the door okay. and like we were you know we had to in there and we were sort of um you know the environment was different we really tried to kind of match the energy of it without recreating it that's the other thing that we were trying to do is is not just it's reverence it enough and copy it enough that it is rewarding but also give it enough newness that it is something that people want to watch. And it feels like it's something that you're giving fans that is net new, not something that's just like recreating what they've already seen.
0: Yeah. And I also read that the uh, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston, obviously, look again, maybe go back to that point. Like you, you probably have some sense of we're going to get a good performance from these two people. But I was reading you guys saying that they were very kind of you know involved on the day of the shoot kind of saying, this is how we want to interact, or maybe if we said this, like how, how involved were they on the shoot?
3: Well, I, I think with, with any celebrity, what we try to do is, is have, have the script there and, and the ideas on paper, but you work with them to find their voice. How do they say it in their way? And, and obviously, that uh, you know, they have that dialed in. They work together for 10 years. There's, yeah. There is that natural mm-hmm. sort of nuance of humor and how the reactions would happen. And you let them build on it um, and you let them make it their own. So again, it, it, it was a new scene, but it's very much you let them kind of make it authentic. And it's, it's getting that authentic side of celebrity that makes them truly special. So they're not just a spokesperson for the brand. Yeah. But you're actually feeling like you're getting to see the real Jennifer Aniston, the real David Schwimmer, even though the scene is obviously uh, uh, not mm-hmm. real. Yeah. I, what yeah was they, would,
0: they,
2: would, they would kind of talk between takes of like, oh, we'll try one where we hug this time. Or oh, we'll try one where I stop you this time. Like they were, they were kind of like,
3: playing with it they
2: were they were playing with it and giving each other prompts on, on on things to try and it was it was honestly amazing to see i mean we've all seen friends and and, and love friends and they've done that kind of like ross's pissed off thing many times <laughs> and so watching <laughs> them kind of like bring that back and and play with it was really fun yeah fun I
1: think there's fun. only only two people who have that muscle memory and it's those two right yeah, like yes. you can write off all day long that you want but that muscle memory of those characters is really just embedded in a couple people
0: them yeah it's incredible how did it feel then for you guys i mean it looks you've done them before but how did it feel when you were watching the super bowl and then your ad came on you know i'm sure people around you knew it was your ad but what's that what was that feeling like I mean, it's fun. I don't know. It's it's fun. Like, you've seen it
2: so much by the time it airs on the Super Bowl. It's sort of just like, it is kind of a relief that there it is, and it aired. Um, it is it is fun. Like, I was surrounded by a bunch of friends who all knew I did the ad, so that was another ad that everybody shut up and watched, which was <laughs> cool. Um, and then it was, you know, cheers afterwards, and it was great.
3: I, I always find it really hard to watch my commercial on, on the Super Bowl. In the, like It's very distracting, because trying to pay attention to like, is it airing correctly? Does it ah. look good? Does it sound good? Is it the volume? Right. But at the same time, I'm trying to watch everyone else's reactions. Yeah. And then, and then I'm just trying to appreciate the moment, but then it goes by so quickly. And it just like, I, I feel like all this intensity hits me at once and it's, it's a little overwhelming and then, and then it's over and, and it, it it's exhilarating, but also a little bit of a, almost a letdown really quickly in a way. <laughs>
1: That's funny. It That's kind of reminds me of the final of the final play plan. of the game. Like you kind of the, the the guy who caught the final pass of the game, you know, yeah. was like, Yeah, and then I just blacked out like <laughs> <momentarily>.
2: Really? <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Like he I mean, people are like, Where's the ball? And he's like, I have no idea. Oh, like no idea. He's like I didn't barely even knew we won until like Mahomes came up and said you're a champion.
3: There, was like, oh my God, whatever. There was, I distinctly remember that we've done now four years of Uber Eats, uh, Super Bowl spots. And the first year, um, I do remember being so anxious for it to play and it didn't play in the exact slot that it was supposed to. Oh. And I did feel like I was going to pass out. I, I kind <laughs> of like, oh, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, so okay. much work has gone into it. You know, nine months of, of, you know, you know, from, from the early days through all the production and all the, all the you know, people involved, and, it all comes down to that, that one little moment.
0: Yeah, and like it, the hundreds of little decisions that get made along the way. Like, you know, there's all these moments that, I, I, I think it may have been done before. What I was saying to somebody here, like you, anyone who's maybe not in the advertising industry, it's hard to explain that. Do you know what I mean? Like the small mm. conversations, the moments, the things that you have to obsess about. Um I'd love to find a way of capturing it someday. You know, like I feel like it would make an incredible Netflix documentary, maybe, maybe for next year's Uber Eats yeah. Ad. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know we're coming to time. So I uh, I one of the things that sometimes gets talked about uh, you know, around Super Bowl ads, like with you know, criticism of it as saying, well, it's big money it's wasteful Mm. you know all that kind of stuff but then like I probably have a counter view which is it's probably I think it's good for advertising it's good for creativity it's good for people to push you know I think that this year there was more pushing the boundaries to kind of enjoyment and you know brands taking big swings I know we're probably maybe a little bit biased but when you hear those conversations Kerry what's your view on on kind of the Mm.
3: that debate
1: well, I wish brands would take big swings all the time. Like, you know, I mean, it's so, so there's that part. I wish every day was the Super Bowl like with advertising and caring about ideas and the craft and all of that, like that, I think has been lost, um, especially like in the digital, you know, era that we find ourselves in. Um so, so there's that. Um, and, but I will say there really is like for 7 million, it is a platform for awareness. No question. It is like, there is, there's still value. And even though the price just keeps going up and up and up, um, if it's time to write with, you know, certain Culture. I mean, I sort of like look at like a Super Bowl spot kind of at the cornerstone of like what's going on in culture, consumer, and then brand, like, and then there's that like big idea that, and, you know, I think that should, that should be a, you know, interesting way of thinking about it all year round. Um, So, yeah, I just, I wish, I wish the craft and us carrying some, you know, and it, you don't have to spend a ton of money either and have celebrity to have a great idea and like really respect the craft of, of advertising for sure. Um, and, and I also will just say that I think it also isn't just about the craft of the ad. It's the craft of how do you take that and extend it into all like the product itself and, You know, thinking about all of those touch points, you know, that oftentimes we, as in advertising specifically, you don't get assigned to think about, but like, what is that customer experience? Like, you know, customer service or customer care, retail experience with the brand. And, you know, that, that to me is, I think where we, you know, brand experience is where we really need to start thinking about um, where this business goes down the road.
0: Yeah. And sorry, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, so, sometimes I think when you mention brand, I hear a lot, you know people assume immediately that you're like, oh, this person just wants to make a TV ad. And it's actually the f- when you have to think about every single thing. Because, again, I remember working, you know, my last place and, you know, hearing someone from sales saying, I sent out an email and I got clip art. And put it into the body of the email that said, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, oh my God, like that's the brand. You know, if you're the front line of the brand, like please come
1: right. stop this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. how so about you? Cool. I mean, obviously
0: your your agency's been heavily involved with, you know, Uber Eats and big Super Bowl ads, but like what's your how do you feel when you hear people kind of saying it's it's wasteful?
3: Well, I I think that's just a lack of understanding of what your money is getting you. Um, it's the, it was the, this Super Bowl was the most viewed broadcast in us history. Um, yeah. so not, not just the eyeballs there, but if you do it right and all the PR that you can get around, around it with the teasers and, and the build up to the game and all the brand touch points, like you, you are putting on display. It is, it is the brand being put on display in such a bigger way than just you know, a a slot for X millions of dollars, like you're, you're building something much bigger. So the earned media that you get around all that press is, is where the dollars count for. That is the eyes that are seeing it, the talk, if you do it right, the talk around it, the conversation, the fact that we're doing podcasts about it. I mean, this is, this is what you're getting. So that, that money in the Super Bowl sense, it stretches a long way. And then you know, how we always turn these productions, you're not just creating one spot, you're creating, uh, you know, content for the next six months. So everything that goes into it, yes, the media buy for that particular 30 seconds or 60 seconds spot during the game is a hefty amount, but what it creates in the longevity of that campaign and what it does for the brand is, you know, I think well worth it for any, any big player.
1: Yeah. Well, and you brought up like the sales guy sent you, you know, clip art, like, you know, don't underestimate too, especially like in CPG or even an in automotive industry, beverage, like getting your distributors and all those folks excited about it. Yeah. So like Oreo, I think is an interesting, you know, we didn't talk about it. Um, I thought, you know, interesting insight. It was a little bit more of like your insight is showing, um, ad, but. Um, I love when but, people you know, say that, <laughs> you know, I, but I, I'm out, I was kind of curious about what Oreo was going to do, but I just will say that like, you know, having worked in automotive, like if you, you as a manufacturer and OEM don't sell cars to dealers and dealers sell cars to humans. Right. And you're not getting those dealers excited. And, and this sort of tiering happens everywhere. Right. <laughs> like it's, Unless it's a real direct-to-consumer model, like, you have to get the retailers, you know, excited, the HEBs, Kroger's, Targets, Walmarts, and, um, you know, there's no kind of bigger way to do that. Say, hey, we're in a Super Bowl ad, here's the point of say. I mean, that's where it all, like, really knits together and the, you know, the rubber hits the road, per se, yeah. is that... Yeah it becomes this like catalyst for a lot of other touch points and conversations with people who actually have a great impact on your business.
0: Mm, Yeah, so true. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna ask you the last question is, you've just kind of come out of making the ad, seeing the ad, putting it live. Do you get to sleep for a few days now that it's all over? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going
2: skiing. I'm leaving in two days. And I'm going go with my family, and yeah, we're gonna go skiing. We're gonna go skiing. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a bit of downtime, but it, honestly, a lot of things get pushed to the side, especially in the last, in the final kind of month of sort of like getting everything out, and so right after you sort of are are, are reminded of all of the things that you procrastinated on and pushed pushed to the side. So we're, we're kind of heavily like getting back <laughs> to, of the actual, of the rest of the job, um, you know, basketball enjoy it for a little bit, but then back to back to work.
3: And there's so many people involved yeah. through the agency and on the brand side from, you know, it's not just a creative team, obviously, but mm-hmm. the work that it takes from the business affairs the account team and producers. And I mean, it, it there's a lot of, uh, a lot goes into it, and a lot of people who are gonna hopefully get a nice big weekend. Yeah, I
2: think, <laughs> Matt, I think Matt told you this, but like, I mean, we're we're also you know, especially at our at our place, like there's so many people that 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 are just sort of like in it. We we ended up delaying our holiday party, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a kind of February holiday party this year, and, and all kind of get together
0: and 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 uh, blow off some steam. Yeah. Celebrate the great work. Well listen, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on the special episode. I love love talking about ads. I could do it all day long. Love talking about the Super Bowl ads. Um great to hear your your views, what you enjoy. Kerry, thanks so much. Dave, Matt, yeah. thanks a million for joining me. Thank you. you thank you Good for having us. See you bye.
1: Until next year.
0: Yeah, next year, exactly, <laughs> annual. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of That's What I Call Marketing. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the Super Bowl ads that Kerry, Matt and Dave enjoyed watching this year. Uh, the ones that had an impact, the ones that maybe fell a little bit short. Kind of the state of the industry as it was represented in the ads. Were we had ads that we didn't see that we might have missed this year? kind of interesting for me to hear about the the US car manufacturers. I don't think I'd spotted that. Um, And of course hearing about how the Uber Eats ad was created and getting behind the scenes look with The guys at Special Group. So, thanks so much for listening or watching. That's what I call marketing. If you would like to get in touch, visit that's what I call marketing.com. Of course, that's where you can find all our previous episodes. You can link with us on social, Instagram, uh, X, and LinkedIn. And of course, please do give us a review. It makes such a huge difference when you review or rate the show. Helps us really find a new, uh, engaged audience and community of marketers just like yourself. So until the next episode, from me, your host, Connor Byrne, thanks so much.
1: Thanks to The Indie List for sponsoring today's show. Visit theindielist.ie to find out more.
0: If you would like to reach an engaged community of marketing leaders, get in touch with That's What I Call Marketing to discuss sponsorship opportunities.